your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Welcome to special presentation with Mike and Ethan, or Elf will not be seen tonight. Oh, it's finally a new year, or at least it is for us. For you, it's probably you're probably already writing the right year on your checks. <laughs> yeah, it's the the far distant future of 2023. Uh, yeah, did you know this is the year that uh, Zardoz happens? Oh well, uh, awesome! About damn time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get, the gun is awesome and the penis fucking sucks. So let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's let's get on our horses and ride around on the beach and what shoot at people. What is it that they do in Sardas? <laughs> they worship an old copy of the Wizard of Oz, and damn right. I was gonna say you're already basically living in Sardas. Yeah. <laughs> now I just have to get a giant gnome king head to float around in. How how do they like they read the Wizard of Oz and they're like this definitely means we should ride around on horses and shoot people on the beach like how does that actually follow? <laughs> I that... think it feels like they got the Wizard of Oz confused with Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I feel like maybe they you know what it probably is that it's their holy book, but you know how it, how most people don't really read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like yeah, this is our 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 religion. It's more you know, Wizard of Ozism, but more of a more of a you know Christmas Easter sort of uh, thing. <laughs> so yeah, so here in the fresh new world of 2023, we decided to take a look at one of the very few New Year's Day specials that there is out there. Actually, most of them, there's like three New Year's Day specials, if you don't count the ones that are just watching people drop, watching people in New York watch the ball drop, then there's tons of them. Oh yeah, like every, you just, every year they have like, uh, you, well, yeah, that's a weird thing. Nobody goes to rewatch those though, do they? No, they don't. I mean, Unless you're one of those, unless you're one of these people who, who builds, who builds their whole personality around nostalgia and you buy old VHSs of uh, previous years, you know, that's, you know, it's pretty cool to watch the old like Macy's Thanksgiving day parade and see all the, you know, toys that didn't last six months that have a giant float to debut in the parade. It's like, <laughs> like, Oh boy, Rose petal place. <laughs> oh man, Snowden! <laughs> yeah, that's that was just all. The there was a time when uh, the Macy's Parade was a huge time to debut like your new Broadway show, new TV show, new toy, new comic book. I don't, I don't know how they decided what to let in and what not to. But I mean, so, it's Macy's. They probably just you know whoever had the fattest wallet. So Rose Petal Place was a toy they were going to. Um, make i'm i'm assuming was it like i'm just gonna guess from the title it's like Polly pocket or something right uh yeah it's basically a strawberry shortcake kind of thing uh gotcha. you might remember that i did a hungry reader video about it it was the one where one of the girls got got fed up and uh threatened to punch another one <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> were they all like flower themed that was their thing yeah yeah they were you know lily and shy violet and that kind of thing and what uh, yeah. was at our make Main character was Rose Petal. Was there a villain named Poison Ivy? Uh, no, the villain was a spider. Oh, okay. Oh, but she wasn't in the book, so I don't know anything about her. <laughs> oh, I'm actually i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of thrown for a loop because I figured like, look, it's obviously the villain has got to be named like Poison. It's going to be Poison Ivy, or if uh, you know now that or Poison Venus Ivy Flytrap, Venus yeah. Flytrap. Oh, that would that would rule. That would be so cool. Yeah. I would. I bet. Like that'd be a really good villain, and um, you know, like a lot of those old eighty eighties to toys. I the villains were like super cool, but they never made oh, toys yeah. of them. You know, they was always on the show. But you like, because I remember as a kid being like, you know, I'd see My Little Pony and be like, I don't want any ponies, but that squirt, 
that fucking squid monster they fight? I want a toy yeah. of that. But no, you, you can't get... Or the Care Bears. It's like, where's my Beastly toy? I don't get a Beastly toy? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, no um, no Beastly, no uh, no Heart, no Dark Heart. And, yeah. You know, and the, the, the action features for these toys totally write themselves. I mean, I don't think Rainbow Bride ever, ever got to- dolls of the Star Stealer. Or, no. Or, but, oh, but she did have Murky and Lurky. So they, they had oh. their own dolls. Okay. So, you know, that, that's that's the problem. It's like a, a lot of those 80s toys, they were like, we're going to make the heroes toys, but there's no, we're not going to bother to make the villains. Um, that's why you had to get rocks and bugs and things to just be the yeah. generic <laughs> villains for every, you know, every every uh, line of toys. Um, but what if you wanted them to be the heroes? Well, I guess you yeah. had to make He-Man into a bad guy. Yeah, I don't remember what I actually did with rocks and bugs and things. I, I know that the... You know the mortals had adventures, yeah. but I I don't recall. Yeah, I don't really recall doing much because they kind of broke almost immediately after you bought them. So you know, yeah, the bugs especially the rocks were a little better. Yeah, like gravel guts lasted, but Trapasaurus, like I had about three or four of those because they kept breaking. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, because that was all I ever wanted. I was like every every holiday, every holiday, give me give me Trapasaurus. Um, the bugs are impossible though. Cause you got to squeeze their abdomens and they're made of that really hard plastic. Uh, except for I butterfly. Think I had, yeah. I had butterfly. He, I think he was the only bug that I had and he worked fine. So uh, yeah. Butterfly was, was the only one. Yeah. He was made, Yeah. He had the soft rubber, butt, so he was, he actually worked, but like evil beetle and wicked cricket, you could barely squeeze them cause they were made of such hard plastic and I don't get it. I was like, why don't you just make it out of the soft plastic, the soft stuff like with butterfly. Did you run out? I don't know what's going on <laughs> anyway. And no, no one listening will have any idea what this is all about. Oh, don't worry. They'll, it'll all be revealed uh, on the rocks and bugs and things cartoon that, that runs in America. We're sure of it. Oh my God. I'm, so, I'm going to have to tell my dad, like get yell at my dad again about that. You tricked me. You told me there would be a rocks and bugs and things cartoon series. Oh, well, anyway, um, happy new year. Happy new year, Charlie Brown. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. Ostensibly. Yeah, eventually. So yeah, Charlie Charlie Brown is having a new year. Uh, congratulations, Charlie Brown. I would never have guessed. And, <laughs> Good for uh, him. Yeah. So, but I would like <laughs> I like to think of this as the Charlie Brown special that even though they don't acknowledge it and they don't change the characters' designs, this is a Charlie Brown high school story. Oh, the you mean the um the New Year's? Yeah, the New Year's one, because one, it's about Charlie Brown having to read War and Peace. Yeah, that I was wondering about that. That seems a little intense for what, third graders? Yeah. I have always that was one of the things that has always bothered me about Peanuts is that is that Charles Schultz was, you know, I guess he was so far away from school that it all sort of just rolled together into one big blob where you're, you're playing on a seesaw, but you also have to read war and peace. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, not, not very accurate to my, uh, elementary school experience. I think we read the mouse and the motorcycle. Yeah. And you know, you know, Charles, yeah, uh, Bill Watterson is not exempt. There was that whole cartoon where Susie is like, hey, Calvin, what was the capital of Poland until 1600? Krakow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And But, you know, he was right. It was Krakow. Yeah. I, I actually, as a kid, you know that? <laughs> well, as a, as a kid, I thought that the joke was it was just a completely random, and obviously wrong answer. <laughs> But apparently uh, that actually was the capital of Poland. I learned that um, actually from looking it up after seeing it in Calvin and Hobbes. So um, I guess the joke still works, though. Yeah, the joke works even better when you know that he's right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, um, I I guess was it sounds like there's something else, though, that makes you think this is a high school peanuts special. Okay, the plot of this one is that Peppermint Patty is putting on a a dance for uh, the for New Year's Day, and it's really it seems weirdly official somehow. 
It feels mm. like if like it's some sort of you know official school function and you're really expected to you know pair up for it like you're supposed to have someone you ask to it and it felt like the prom but it's not it's a new year's story and which is weird because there is basically a uh, charlie brown special that's about the prom uh, it's your first kiss charlie brown but oh. that is not what yeah yeah he doesn't kiss anyone in this one no, I mean, well, he gets kissed, which is nice, but uh, the, yeah. but no, the the plot of this one is that uh, Peppermint Patty invites him over to her place, so it's kind of the reverse of the Thanksgiving special, right? And right. Uh, they, and Charlie Brown, however, Charlie Brown has been assigned a uh, to read <laughs> War and Peace over winter vacation and it is such a slog for him because he's eight years old that... <laughs> now what i don't understand is that why was charlie brown assigned this because it sounds like no one else was does the teacher yeah. just hate him yeah that was a thing that i couldn't get because i assumed that like everyone was in a different class but we see linus is in the same class with him and in fact at the end of the special linus seems to indicate that they've all been assigned to read uh, crime. What is it? Crime. Crime and punishment. Crime and punishment. Yeah. Um, so, so the teacher well, really wants you to read something with "and" in the title. So yeah. next, next after this is going to be "Sense and Sensibility," <laughs> and then after that, it's going to be uh, "Charlie and the Chocolate Factory." <laughs> well, that's uh, that's the American school system for you. Um, no, why haven't we just you know when they when they were doing the thing where they mix stuff up uh, like uh, the the the. Sense and sensibility and sea monsters. Oh no. yeah, yeah. They should have just uh, they should have just mixed uh, classics that already existed and have like crime and sensibility, sense and peace, <laughs> war and the chocolate factory. Well, does anyone ever actually read Sense and Sensibility? Because I gotta be honest, I don't know what it's about, but I hear that title and I'm like, yeah, that's really what I, I want to read. Someone being sensible. That sounds really <laughs> like that sounds like a really interesting story. Uh, not as, as the kids say, um, I don't, I'm sure it's fine. I don't know anything. Cause I, I didn't pay attention in school. I was like Charlie Brown. I waited to the, I waited till after midnight of the night. It was day be, night before was assigned <laughs> that you do, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah. So Charlie Brown's gotta, he's gotta do this thing, but at the same time, there's a new year's party. And uh, so he's conflicted about whether he should do his schoolwork or go to the New Year's party. Um, and because yeah, I mean, obviously, anything would be more fun than trying to force your way through uh, War and Peace at age eight. But, yes. Uh, but there's also this, you know, there is such a strange sexual pressure about this uh, party because because Peppermint Patty is basically asking him, telling, basically informing him that uh, he has to uh, ask her to come to her own party. I... <laughs> yeah, she's very forward, but I mean, that is, pep yes. that is, that is par for the course with Peppermint Patty. And, yeah. um, and, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm beginning to, um, I'm getting to feel for her because I feel like, you know, she's kind of got to be forward at this point because Charlie Brown is so completely oblivious to everything. Yeah, he really is. And yeah, but well, we learned from another special that, uh, you know, a lot of people have this kind of obliviousness to them. Yeah. <laughs> so it might not just be a Charlie Brown thing, but at the <laughs> same time, you know, he is the one that, you know, since we follow him so much of this whole, the whole peanuts mythos is about Charlie Brown, you know, failing to recognize all the signs of something good and, you know, missing everything good and dying alone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause like he's on the phone with Peppermint Patty and Peppermint Patty's like, Hey Chuck, you got to come to my new year's party. You gotta, you're going to ask a special girl. You gotta ask a special girl. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, special girl. And yeah. And he's like, you oh, know, any special that? girls with freckles and a big nose and sandals and a hairstyle that looks like a coconut on her forehead. Yeah. And Charlie Brown's like, Whoa, maybe we'll ask that little redheaded girl. And it's like, fuck you, Charlie Brown. Come on. I mean, even if you're come on, even if you're not like, like, even if you're not into Peppermint Patty and at this point, I'm kind of like, why aren't you into Peppermint Patty? Yeah. Because, because honestly, like she, 
I don't. I I think she's got a lot to offer. You know. Um, you know. I I was thinking that. You know, this is this might be a hot take. Others might disagree with me, but I don't think there's any such thing as a tomboy. I think a tomboy is what we call a girl that we know that mm. isn't that isn't doing performative femininity. That is just, you know, if you know any because tomboy gets applied to any girl who does anything that isn't specifically labeled as a thing girls do. So yeah. if you have a so if you know a girl who's like, oh, I loved uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, you're not not like, hey, tomboys, like, no, no, Zelda's popular with all girls. Yep, yep. No, that's that's a good point. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I get that Charlie Brown. I guess maybe he's just not into her, and I mean that's, I guess that's fair. But I really yeah. feel like I really feel like he should just at a certain point he, he should, should like tell her should you know? give her a chance yeah 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 and it's like her, her and if not her marcy because marcy has you know so much to offer herself and yeah she might even be more feminine than uh patty so i'm i'm sorry but at a certain point i feel like charlie brown is gonna be just one of those guys who's like oh why won't a girl go out with me and the girls are here and he's like no i mean i want like a blonde with big tits or something you know <laughs> i mean not to say that he'd be like that but he just it's like come on man um yeah. I don't know. I feel like I am a lot less sympathetic to um, Charlie Brown's um, uh, love life woes than I used to be because, yeah. you know, when you're young and you, you have experienced, you know, the, the heartbreak of love because, you know, passions run very high when you're young, you know, at least Absolutely, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you're just like, oh, Charlie Brown. I feel that. But now that I'm like old, I'm like, fuck off, Charlie Brown. God, <laughs> just just fucking. You know, if you either give Peppermint Par- Patty a chance or tell her, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm not interested. Because this bullshit where she's throwing herself at him and he's like, what? I'm like, okay, Charlie Brown, do you have, like, I don't know, like, uh, at a certain point, I'm just like, does he have, like, uh, I don't know, some sort of autism where he can't recognize tone? Because, yeah. come on, Charlie Brown, <laughs> what, what is this? Um uh, but, you know, that happens all over the place. Lucy is ignoring Schroeder's very specific, I don't want to date you. It's okay if you sit and listen to me play the piano. I love that, but that's it. And, yeah. And the whole thing with Linus and Sally and the sweet baboo. I, that's true. I so, feel, though, that though they're uh, maliciously ignoring uh, signs, whereas Charlie Brown, like, literally can't see them. Yeah. Well, but does that make him worse? I mean, it, it. I think, I don't think it makes him worse, but it does make him more frustrating, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm probably being unfair to Charlie Brown, but he just frustrates me so much. Well, I think, I think the, the difference here is that Lucy and Schroeder are absolutely not meant to be together. She doesn't care about music and he doesn't care about romance. So they're, so it's foolish on both their parts, but Although there was at least one story where uh, Lucy moved away and Shorter was suddenly like, well, what what happened? I never got to say goodbye. And he was kind of tearing himself apart over uh, over how badly he treated Lucy. So which is nice. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you were, you were right the first time, dude. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and Sally and Linus aren't really meant for each other either. She her her crush on Linus is completely blind. And, yeah. you know, they don't really have anything in common. And, you know, there's the age difference, as as Linus pointed out in one strip. When I'm 95, she'll only be 90. <laughs> it's like robbing the cradle. <laughs> robbing the grave. Yeah. But but Peppermint Patty truly, you know, she truly loves Charlie Brown, even if uh, she can't bring herself to say it. And Charlie Brown could love patty there's nothing he doesn't like there you know it's like it's, it's hamburger casserole there's no ingredients in there you don't like yeah so, yeah <laughs> i think but because he is so blind to everyone but the little red-haired girl whose name he barely knows i mean he calls her by name in this but uh the, yeah but yeah. he still always refers to her as that little red-haired girl i mean this is i guess it is that classic uh how how many times have we seen this in like High, high school sex comedy movies where it's like the yeah. guy's like oh i really need to like i really need to date this cheerleader oh my my but my best friend who wears glasses she'll teach me how to be cool so i can get the 
the hot girl. But then it turns out that like, you know, during that thing, it's like, who do you actually, who do I actually like? It turns out the girl with glasses is actually the one I'm meant to be with because when she takes off her glasses, she's hot. So the, the, so what you need to do is get the girl who's hot to put on glasses and then they'll be equals. I mean, there you go. You know, <laughs> but, uh, this one, um, uh, so Charlie, but you know, Charlie Brown, he, he goes to the, um, uh, Pepper and Patty's party. He yeah. invites the, and he does, he does invite the little redheaded girl. But yes, he, um, he invites her. Oh, after. Yeah, he invites her in person, but we don't really see what happens. No. Um, and it's actually. Um, and uh, she she shows up at the party. Is this actually the first I when is this the first time that she appears on screen? Because I know she's been on screen in a couple specials, but she I was also know. she was also in the one I mentioned earlier. Your first kiss, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. so uh, yeah, that's the one where she's like the the like the prom queen for eight year olds. And he oh, had, that's right. and, yeah. Is that the one where they're like, Charlie Brown, you have to kiss her. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's the one where he's, yeah, it's, it's really weird. It, it feels like some kind of creepy story is like, come on, bro. You got to kiss her. Those are the rules. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I remember that's the one where it just starts and it's like, yeah, the little redheaded girl is like the, she's going to be in the Rose parade. Oh, okay. And Charlie Brown, you have been selected to kiss her. It's like, what? <laughs> we have selected her, you, via uh, Shirley Jackson's lottery uh, system to kiss the little redheaded girl. Um, it's, yeah, it's, what, is this like a virgin sacrifice? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's very, this one's a very weird one. Uh, this one makes a little more sense because he's just inviting her. And, okay, you know, and... I, I, you know, I remember being young and kind of going through that, that thing where it's like, oh, I, I want to invite, you know, a girl to do a thing, but yeah. oh, I'm scared because it's scary. You know, you're, um, you're, uh, putting yourself I out there. I still do that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I am nervous about inviting you to record. It's like, oh, he's probably busy. He probably doesn't want to do it. <laughs> well, you know, that's not true. I'm never busy. No, actually, <laughs> I have lots of, I have, no, I'm very busy. I have a very full life because, you know, I have so, I'm so popular and cool. But you know what? There's nothing that I like to do better than record with you, Ethan. And I will always, I, I will always make time for that. Um, oh. You're the coolest. That's right. Everyone's right. Everyone's right about how cool and awesome you are. That's correct. And they should, that they're correct and they should say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I like when we talk about how good I am. Uh, That's, that's my favorite thing. That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about how tall you are. Look how tall you are. That's (laughs) right. I'm like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I have ostrich. That's right. I uh I can, I I should I should try out for those uh, basketball things that they play. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Games? <laughs> Teams? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but we were speaking of Charlie Brown, who yeah. is not cool. He's a loser, and um, he's a loser. He has a lousy haircut, but try, Prince, but Peppermint Patty. I almost called her Princess Patty. <laughs> oh, did you know that? Did you notice that the other Patty is in this one too? What? There's another Patty. Yeah, there's a there are two girls who were major characters in early peanut strips and they don't really have much of a role in almost any of the animated ones. Their names are Patty and Violet. And you can see them in the scene where they are at the dance studio. They're dancing together. Oh, right, interesting. Side by side. Yeah. And, um yeah. Hmm. Patty has a bow in her hair and uh, Violet has dark hair and a ponytail. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen them. They're like usually background extras and, and specials. Yeah, they they're they're typically their role is typically to uh, sort of gang up on Charlie Brown and tell him they don't like him. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Violet I, was the first uh, female character in the strip back when it was Charlie Brown, Shermie, and Violet. Okay, I do remember. I've seen Violet in the strip a few times. Um, yeah, she, but, she was the one. Uh, she was the one being addressed when. Uh, when Shermie was like, good old Charlie Brown. Yes, sir. Good old Charlie Brown. How I hate him. <laughs> um, so, you know, this, this special 
was kind of funny because Charlie Brown, you know, he wants to go to the party, but he also wants needs to finish his his uh, War and Peace book, which he's been assigned, and yes. um, and uh, you know, like watching it, I was like, well, of course he's going to fail miserably because it's Charlie Brown and peanuts, and you know that's always going to happen no matter what, right? But yeah, I, I feel like in this one, it kind of there was almost like. I don't want to say like a lesson, but there was a reason almost. I think it was the fact that he's so wishy-washy. He was attempting to do both and ended up failing at both because of it. Yeah. So because, yeah, because everywhere he goes in the story, when he goes to the dance class and when he goes to the party, he's brought along his copy of War and Peace so he can... So he can, you know, mix work with play and they don't mix. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if he had just been like, you know what? Um, Fuck, fuck school. I'm going to live a little. Uh, He would have gotten to dance the little redhead girl. And if he had been like, no, I need to buckle down and not go to the party at all. Would have gotten a good grade on his assignment. But it's the fact that he could not. He was just like, I got it. I just, you know, he's he's too much of a sap. To like take mm-hmm. a firm stand one way or the other, so uh, that he ended up and, playing himself. And you know who's used to D minuses? Peppermint Patty. They'd have something to bond over. Yeah. Again. Oh, see, I I like in Peppermint Patty. She doesn't let it get her down. You know. No. She rules. She's the best. Ca- she's the best Peanuts character. You yeah, know. I mean, it really, it really is good when they kind of switch focus to her and Marcy uh, over over Charlie Brown and his neighborhood. It's, it's really interesting how her introduction led to like a whole other neighborhood being added to the cast. It's kind of like how like in 20 years into Sesame street, they decided to show you what was around the corner and they just introduced a whole new cast of characters. <laughs> That's true. Cause I think what like Franklin and Pigpen are both you know, over in uh, uh pepper and Patty school. They don't go to the same school as the main. The, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it's so infre- and infrequent that we see l- where Lucy goes to school. She could go to school anywhere. Oh, well, I would assume because Linus, we know, is in the same class as Charlie Brown, that he's, she's yeah. probably at least in the same school. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we ever see her in class, do we? I can only think of one specific uh, uh, strip where she was in class, and it was one where she was raising her raising her hand to ask the teacher, well, why don't we get Beethoven's birthday off? Shouldn't we be supporting this, learning uh, this great contributor to the arts? And the teacher says something that we don't hear. And Lucy fires back. Beethoven never supported Hitler. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a real strip. <laughs> D- what? <laughs> Was the teacher accusing that, or did she just yell it as like a, a defense of his character? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like if you're you've got a teacher who believes that like Beethoven um, was a Hitler supporter, you know, <laughs> I feel like you know maybe maybe you need to go back to school because I feel like you're getting your timeline a little confused, you know. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows Beethoven did support Hitler. <laughs> it's such a what an what an odd thing. Um, well, you know, uh, that's that's Charles Schultz for you, what a wacky <laughs> guy. Um, yeah. Maybe that was just like one of the times. You know how he occasionally would get obsessed with like a word he thought was really funny, like Zamboni. Yeah. Um, maybe he just thought Hitler was a funny word, and it just was like I gotta put that work that into things. Um, that. Well, in any case, um, Charlie Brown uh, completely fails at everything. and But it turns out that when the little redheaded girl shows up, there is someone who picks up the slack. And that turns out to be Linus in kind of a... Yeah, Linus welcomes her in and she is looking very shy because she doesn't know anyone at this party. And Linus is like, here, let me take your coat. Uh, I don't know where Charlie Brown is, but you want to dance? <laughs> You know, I mean, that's the thing is like Linus, uh, he, he's a good host. It's not even his party, you know, no. and he's, uh, uh, he's being very welcoming and, um, Charlie Brown is just, you know, um, maybe if Charlie Brown thought a little more about other people, you know, he wouldn't yeah. have had this uh, problem, but yeah, because the little red haired girl who is addressed by her, her name, Heather in this, uh, she shows up just before midnight, and that's when Charlie Brown is falling asleep outside in his copy of War and Peace. 
Yeah. And uh, then he then uh, he manages to piss off everyone because he pisses off Peppermint Patty. Um, uh, Sally is mad at him for some reason. Oh, because her lioness was dancing with the little redhead girl instead of her. And um, and uh, I mean, Linus seems like he had a good time. Yeah, Linus had a great New Year. Yeah, uh, (laughs) it looked. I see uh, him and uh, Sally drinking root beer together at least in one shot. But that's about all the uh, all of what they do together. Yeah, and there are a bunch Um, of a bunch of random kids that I've never seen in anything before. But uh, but there's this one kid who has shaggy blonde hair and freckles. And I'm like, it's Bill. It's Bill with the little brother Murray. That's what he looks like. Oh, <laughs> oh I just realized also, um, like you said, this is the high school special. The fact that they allow these kids are unsupervised at midnight. Yeah. yeah. No parents. Yeah. So you're right. It does seem very, um, uh, it seems like they're a little older than, than they look. Um, yeah. But... They're drinking root beers. They're quaffing root beers, just like uh, Snoopy. <laughs> man um but yeah uh i i found like i really found this this watching this just finding i was just kind of like annoyed at charlie brown the whole time because it's like come on Uh, man you're making your own problems hey he really did yeah he because let's let's see what what else happened because i know there's there's more to it than than this because we 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 skip past a bunch of stuff there's there's the dance class Oh, there's songs in this one. I, I barely remembered. Oh, yeah. They sing about musical chairs. Yeah, there's a musical chairs song, and uh, Peppermint Patty is completely rigging the game in her own favor because you're not supposed to play musical chairs with one person singing the song that everyone is supposed to be dancing to. <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't even realize that. You're right. She is. I just assumed it was, uh, you know, di- I guess the music's diegetic, so... Now that's the thing about uh, this this one is that whether the music was back was background or diegetic was kind of hard to tell in a lot of places because it seems like uh, it seems you come in they came into the party and there's this music playing and it sounds like you could hear and you heard this music playing when Charlie Brown arrived but then Marcy changes the music and you're like oh it was diegetic the whole time <laughs> man um. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. Um, well, you know, again, that's why Peppermint Patty is the goat because yep. <laughs> she's she's like I plan to because like here Charlie Brown is like a wishy washy just whiner all the time, whereas Peppermint Patty is like I want to win, I'm gonna win. This <laughs> she puts her she she puts her mind to it and she she conducts herself like a hero and like a hero she expects victory so yeah. good on peppermint <laughs> patty you know she doesn't even have to use violence like uh, lucy does to get her way no. she just she just um she rigs the universe to work in her favor you might say yeah. <laughs> um and when again, charlie brown showed up at the dance school what did she do? She pulled him away from the book and said, come dance with me. And you know what Charlie Brown did? He had fun. He was happy. Yeah. I mean, he even liked when he was playing musical chairs with her, you know? Yeah. He so. was. So, I mean, Peppermint Patty knows what's best for him. You know, just, you know, she she is your new god, Charlie Brown. Get yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, but again, you know, he's, he's, he's Charlie Brown, so he's going to Charlie Brown it up. And, um, yeah, um, so Linus ends up, uh, you know, stealing the girl, I guess you could say. And so, um, and and Charlie Brown is, you know, furious with him, of course. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, it turns out that's not the only time that has happened because, um, uh, Ethan, you also suggested watching a second, uh, Peanuts episode because it has a thematic resonance with New Year's special. Yeah, oh, I want to say that I owe this, I owe this idea to a uh, to a YouTuber who put up a bunch of a couple of really good videos detailing the weirdest peanut specials, and I saw I noticed the thematic connection in these ones, and I was like, oh, we gotta look at this. So <laughs> special thanks to uh, is his is his name Big Beak? Is that what he's? Let me let me look him up. Um, ah, 
I'll, uh, well, we'll put the uh, name. We'll put the link in the description. But uh, yeah, so he, so there is a second special that we watched together, which is also about Charlie Brown's, you know, long-suffering love life. But this one goes in a really weird direction. <laughs> yeah, and this one's not even about the little redhead girl for once. He's got a yeah a different girl he's crushing on. Um, yes, this is a special called Someday You'll Find Her, Charlie Brown, which you know sounds like, I don't know, a song by The Cure. But... <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, Charlie Brown is watching, I guess, a football game on TV. And... Yeah, this is funny because he's sitting there watching the football game and Linus is sitting in a chair next to him reading a book. And I was like, are they roommates? Why aren't you doing this together? (laughs) Whose house are you even at? Yeah. It's a, there's some confusion going on here. Um, but, um, Charlie Brown, he sees, he sees a girl on TV and he's smitten with her. He's convinced that she is, you know, the, the, his love of his life. So he enlists, uh, Linus on this cockamamie quest to track down a random person that he saw in a honey shot. Um, which you ever is heard a term that phrase before. I've never heard that phrase before, but boy, they say it a lot in this a uh, honey shot, a honey shot. Yeah. They remind you about every two minutes that it was a honey shot. I, I guess, yeah. you know, I, I guess they're like, no, no, uh, are, are, they're like, they're afraid that us, the audience are going to forget and think, Oh, he saw like her playing football on TV or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. She was in the audience. She wasn't actually yeah. uh, and playing the game. It was a honey shot, um, a honey- which <laughs> must be a, his latest uh, t- funny word to get obsessed with, like Zamboni. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds kind of gross, to be honest, because <laughs> like the way he said it was a honey <laughs> it shot. It sounds like, like money shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, OK. <laughs> it was like, what kind of porn are you watching, Charlie Brown? <laughs> Oh, look, it's a honey shot. Yeah, right here on my face. Do it. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, apparently that is. Um, uh, so wait. So uh, I mean, apparently honey shot is the term because I'm just Googling it. And apparently it is a um, it, it's a thing that Slate claims it's a thing invented by a uh, sports director at ABC, Andy Sidaris. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's where you. Apparently, it's when you zoom in on a hot girl in the audience. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. I did not know either. And actually, that makes that makes this kind of weirder. That it, Honey Shot specifically refers to like, oh, let's like zoom in on like some like some like sexy girl in the audience, and it's like like the person filming that. Uh, this football game was like, ah, look at this small child. Mm, yeah, that's the one. Mm. It's like, what? Okay. Um, actually, no, maybe, uh, maybe they were actually trying to get a shot of this other girl that mm. we see. Um, because, oh, yeah, yeah, because we actually, because uh, this whole scheme that Charlie Brown has, it involves they they have to f- track down the girl from the shot. And, yes. um, so this they, is a big stalking adventure. Yes. And, um, it's, it's funny because they're doing it in a way that like in real life, they'd be like, Oh, they just walk in like, hello, we're random people. Can you give us information about like how to track down this person? Yeah, here you go. Uh, cause yeah. they go to the ticket office and they're just like, Oh, go to the, you know, the main office downtown and they go there and they're like, uh, we don't know, but this, here's the address of, and phone number of the season ticket holders who it might have been. <laughs> and it's like, you just give that out to anyone? Okay. Yeah, um, I love how everything in this is is tempered with, now, this is very difficult information to get, and there's no way of knowing whether uh, this is the right person or not, but here's the address for the right person you're looking for. Yeah, that was confusing me, because they said that, and I'm like, well, what do you mean it's hard information to get and you don't know who would sit there? Here's the, here's the, here's the address of the person sitting there. I mean, you just, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, maybe I don't understand sports, but that, that was weird. Uh, but it's also funny because they're like, oh, uh, two, two children came in and asked for like the home address. Uh, here you go. I, I feel like 
I don't know. I feel like if I was a person who bought tickets to a thing and then random people just came to me and said, like, yeah, we got your address from the ticket office. I'd be like, what the fuck? Uh, what, why? I feel like that should be PPI. Or yes. PII, sorry, you know? Um, <laughs> personally identifiable information. It should probably be shredded. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, but anyway, uh, they 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 go to the uh, the ticket holder, but it turns out it's not the right girl because it's an ugly girl. Um, I like her. I actually, yeah, I was going to say that she's actually kind of cute. I like yeah. how when she's, uh, when she's haystacky, but haystacks is fine. Yeah. And I, I kind of like when it, it's like when, uh, when Linus is like my friend over there, like thinks you're the most beautiful girl in the world. And she starts posing. It's like, yes, yeah, girl. Like, Who is it's, he? Ah. Yeah. I mean, because she's doing like, you know, I was going to say, this girl's got like, got some pizzazz. So, but Charlie Brown is like, ugh, would not do. Because, you know, he's, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, Charlie Brown. You're too good for this girl. Okay. And then it's, then it's funny because they're basically like, no, you're ugly. And she's like, all right, well, here's the address of my cousin who I was with, my hot cousin who was with me. It's like, why would you? If I were that girl, I'd be like, all right, well, then fuck off. I'm not giving you anything. But anyway, she gives him the address and the phone number. Um, and then it gets confusing because they call the girl, but she's like really rude on the phone or something. Yeah, she and has then, a really grating voice. She has like uh, laryngitis or something. Oh, okay. Is that what's going on? And then, and oh, she's got, you're right. Okay. So I thought she was like being rude, but you're right. She's just got kind of a hoarse voice. And, and, uh, and wow. Char- and, and Linus is trying to use this to argue Charlie Brown out of it. It was like, you know, listen to that voice. How pretty can she be? Yeah. Um, but hey, Charlie Brown. A, yeah. Way to judge a book by its words, Linus. Yeah. Well, Charlie Brown, uh, he does want to go through with it. So they, they go to the address and there's a, the girl there is, uh, significantly older than the peanuts cast. Yeah. Um, she's like a teenager or something. She's got you know, cleavage. Twelve of the youngest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, what? I've never seen a peanuts character with cleavage. What is going on here? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, she's, yeah, she's got a, she looks like she's probably like, you know, She's a teenager or, you know, early teenager, yeah. maybe. It's hard to tell because she's got a big peanuts head. So, yeah, um, but yeah, she's got a bust and hips. Yeah. Um, and uh, she like I think Linus actually kind of is like, oh, she is pretty. But um, but uh, then when she realizes that, like, Charlie, Brown, she's like, oh, someone your friend likes me. And it's like Charlie Brown. She's like, oh, he's like a fucking kid. No. <laughs> um but she also, uh, even though she's really annoyed, she also gives him the address to to someone who apparently was at the game with her. Yeah. Because, so what I'm getting here is the the girl who Charlie Brown thought was ugly, the, the Haystack girl, gave her season tickets to her cousin, and her cousin took this random farm girl with her to the game. I guess that seems to be what happened. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so now they have to go out to the farm to see this random girl and, um, they, they have trouble getting onto the farm because she owns the cat that the bad guys in race for your life. Charlie Brown had. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Charles Schultz always said that he couldn't draw cats. So this is a v- much more Bill Melendez drawing than a lot of the other stuff here. Yeah, um, it's really, and it does not look much like a cat, because um, when I was a kid, I did not know that thing was supposed to be a cat in Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Mm. Um, I can't, I can't mm-hmm. uh, parse out what other kind of animal it would be, though. Yeah, I just thought it was a weird looking dog, but, um, I mean, the problem is it's a, it's a bobtail cat. Mm. And it's like, I'm, I'm, how often do you see bobtails in cartoons? You know, yeah, almost never apart from Peter No Tail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. I remember Peter that's No Tail. That's a deep cut, huh? <laughs> that is. Oh, with Lester the Friendly Viper. 
<laughs> we should do Peter No Tail sometime. Yeah, yeah. I actually remember really liking that when I was a kid. Um, it's that's like Dutch or something, isn't it? Or is it like French? I think you know. I think it's Dutch because they do draw the anuses on the cats, and that's a very <laughs> European thing to do. You know. Yes. Um, I have a because I have a theory of cat anuses where you can tell what country a cartoon is from by the cat's anus. If it's a um, if there's no anus, it's American. If it's a if it's a circle, it's European. If it's an X, it's Japanese. Yeah, that's that's true. You know the uh, Sanrio character Purin, the yellow dog. He's yes. always showing off his anus, and it's always a five pointed asterisk. There you go. Exactly. See, so um, that's that's the way to <laughs> that's the way to know what country a cartoon comes from. If you couldn't tell by, you know, anything else, I guess. Um, but. They do describe the cat as a, a as a bobcat, but I think they meant a bobtail. I don't think she actually owns like a, you know, not a literal a, bobcat. No, it's not yeah. a lynx or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just a you know, it's a it's a mean bobtail. It's also confusing because it's got a spiked collar, which is not really yeah. a thing that cats do. You know. Yeah, I've, I I mean, I've had big tough cats, but I've never had one that I felt deserved a spiked collar. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, because cats are very, like, floppy, not like a dog. So I yeah. can't imagine it would work well, because they would just injure themselves when they try to lick them, you know, when they... when they. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, with, with cats, you have to give them collars that will come off so they don't, like, hang themselves trying to get through a fence or something. Yeah. So you end up spending yeah. a lot of money on collars. Did I... Oh, man, did I ever tell you about my mom's uh, weird cat collar experience? No, tell me. Okay, so my mom has a cat named Tiffy who, ha who has a collar that says Tiffy with her phone number on it, right? Anyway, mm -hmm. Tiffy lo loses her collar all the time. Uh, one day, someone calls my mom and says, why did you put a collar on my cat? And my mom's <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, you, you're, there's a, my cat came home with, with a collar that says Tiffy on it. And my mom was like, what? And my mom's like, looking, because she's like, Tiffy's here, right here. I'm looking at her. My cat is in the house. What are you talking about? And it turns out, apparently, uh, all we can figure is some per like Tiffy lost her collar somewhere. Someone mm -hmm. found it, saw another cat without a collar, and put it on this other cat. And so when wow. that cat went home to their house, their owner was like, "What the fuck is up with this collar? What's going on here?" It was a very, <laughs> it was a very strange experience. Um, I'll say that's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, the only other explanation is that this cat somehow put on a collar, which doesn't—I don't think—really happens. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. So yeah, it was—it was very strange. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, uh, Tiffy loses her collar a lot, but um, that's that's what happens with cats. Uh, anyway, yep. so this cat does Bobtail have a name? I can't remember if it's named in this. I don't think it gets a name. No. Uh, what are, what's going on with the entrance to the farm and these rolling like logs or bars or whatever? Yeah, Have you ever seen anything like that? No, but you know what I think actually is going on here? Because if you go to a farm, you know they'll very often have like a grate, like bars, um, so cows can't get out. Because if they try, they'll just step through. You know? Oh, oh, but really? Is that what I, that is? I think, and I think Bill Melendez vaguely knew that, like, when you go to a farm, there's a thing there, and he just assumed, oh, they're, like, rollers, right? Yeah, I think that seems right. Um, <laughs> it looks but, like a 7-Eleven hot dog cooker. Yeah, but I think it's usually just, like, a, you know, they're bars, but I think they are mostly to keep cows from, from getting out, is my yeah. understanding. I don't live on a farm, so I'm not really sure, but um, I think, yeah, that was kind of just, like, them mistaking what, what those things actually are. Um, so this cartoon, oh, Snoopy and Woodstock are in this cartoon and they, they don't serve any real purpose. They just sort of tag along. Yeah. It's like his, uh, yeah, they're just wandering. Uh, like, like two, two small children are wandering through the city unsupervised. And also a dog is, is doing the same. So, yeah. Um, I do think Woodstock is really cute when he's sitting on Linus's blanket and then he's trying to, he's dragging them without knowing they're there. Oh yeah. That's, that's pretty funny, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, they do finally arrive at the, um, you know, they, they arrive where they need to be. And Charlie Brown is once again, 
such a such a weenie that he can't go and uh, talk to yeah. the um to the girl. All this time, he has been making Linus do his dirty work. He has been forcing Linus to really wingman up and do all of this for him because he's so shy. He feels like he needs to be properly introduced by somebody. So, <laughs> so it was. So it was Linus who met the haystack girl. Linus who met the older girl, and now Linus's turn to meet the actual girl from the honey shot, and. It is such a great moment when he comes up and he rings the doorbell and she comes out clutching a blanket. <laughs> I thought that was, that like, was pretty great. Oh, no. <laughs> they they really hit it off, you know? Yeah. And um, he uh, he gets invited in for uh, for cookies and um, and. And then like, uh, like, but then Charlie Brown does this thing where he's outside and he's all like, Oh, I bet Linus is saying really good things about me. I bet he's saying great things. Oh, I bet he's really, he's introducing me and talking about how great I am. And then it like gets dark and he's just sitting out there and it's like, you know, meanwhile, Snoopy and Woodstock just invited themselves right in and were, you know, welcomed. So there was no, nothing stopping Charlie Brown from knocking on the door and saying, hi, can I come in? So... Well, once it's again, some real farm hospitality here. Yeah. Once again, it's uh, his he's once again, because he is so wishy washy, he plays himself. And um, I I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for him because, first of all, he's been he's been making uh, Linus jump through hoops all day, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there's. Well, first of all, it's it's interesting to see how, you know, Linus is a total bro most of the time. He's like, okay, Charlie Brown, I'll do this for you. But, you know, this is where, you know, all bets are off. <laughs> well, you know what they say. I guess it's no, not bros before hoes when it comes yeah. to, uh, um, yeah. But uh, I was actually surprised that it turned out this was not the little redheaded girl. Um, but I guess, you know. You thought it was going to be like her introduction? I thought so. I kind of just thought the little redheaded girl would just kind of be like one of those characters that's just, you know, like the peanut specials don't have continuity. They're always just random things happening. And like if they decided, oh, this is in this one, we're going to introduce the little redheaded girl for the first time, even though we've seen her before. You're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Peanut specials. They can be repetitious. They've done the story about Spike coming to town and being nursed back to health like three different times. Yeah. Um, and they had well, how many Christmas specials? Uh, four. I mean, you know, that's 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 three more than most comics get. Yeah. And now there's a second New Year's special. Oh, there is. Yeah, they made a new one for Apple called uh, Auld Lang Syne. It doesn't have Charlie Brown or Peanuts in it in the name. Oh, that's okay. Um, and it's about Lu- Lucy realizing that nobody likes her. Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, um, she's, she's having a, wow. Okay. Um, I guess we'll have to watch that one. It's yeah. Quite, I'm looking forward to doing that one. <laughs> that one sounds interesting. Um, you know, like uh, I think we we've said it before on this show that like peanuts is such a weird thing because um, you know America is a country uh, and a people that cannot deal with negative feelings in any way. You know, we've always got to be happy. Everything's got to be happy. And then there's peanuts, which is like this the one thing that's just like constant existential angst that somehow has become massively popular. Showing I you know it's just. I guess there there's a there's a hunger for it, you know, that yeah, there, we, there's we, an actual there's an actual peanut strip where Charlie Brown is writing to his pen pal and he says, P.S. Everyone hates me. I thought it was a like an edit, a meme, but it wasn't. It was a real one. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a it's a singular thing in American culture. You know, peanuts. Um, I can't think of anything else that says you know, as, as unrelentingly grim, but also as phenomenally popular. Um, but you know, um, I think it's, it's just, I mean, it does speak to us, I think on some level. Um, but Uh, anyway, it's, it's not in the same way, but, uh, one thing that I'm very close to that is 
phenomenally popular and also, you know, unro and sometimes unrelentingly grim is Transformers, where characters yeah. die left and right. Oh, do they? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You Well, I, I guess the only thing you know from the movie is Coronation. This is bad comedy. But the first 15 minutes of the movie, basically the entire Hello? cast of the cartoon. Whoa. Are you listening? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties, folks. Hey, oh, you're back. Hi, can you hear me? Okay, good, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, you cut out <laughs> in the middle of the coronation. I, that's what a what bad comedy this is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I was going to say, if you've only seen that part, you probably haven't seen the beginning, where in the first 15 minutes, basically the entire cast of the cartoon gets killed. Oh, geez. Um, I, I feel... Ethan, did you did you watch that when you were a kid? No, I well actually yes I did, but I didn't watch it in theaters. I I finally I saw it on TV like a year later. But yeah, that was pretty grim. I was I was astonished by it. But wow. of course I had already been you know permanently uh, uh, permanently traumatized by Transformers because in the comics they had a whole storyline about how Optimus Prime wagered his life and lost and told a boy named Ethan Zachary to be the one to push the button that killed him. Oh my god, I can't believe you killed Optimus Prime. I know, I've been dealing with that all my life. It, it wow. fucked me up as a six-year-old. <laughs> well, they probably... They, they were like, who's the biggest Transformers fan? Let's let's give him a real treat. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't even personal. He was named after the, the writer's nephew. Oh, wow. I didn't think there could be two Ethan Zacharys, but... Damn. Well, apparently, apparently it's a popular name. Um, mm. Wow. Um, I, I have never... Yeah, I've only seen that, uh, that bad comedy uh, uh, coronation bit. Um, though, I mean, well, I do remember... <laughs> you know what? My birthday's coming up. Let's do Transformers the movie as a oh, as a the cartoon movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, let's do that. Well, I don't, I don't know. Or do you want to watch the uh, the live action movies? How do you feel about that? Uh, no, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I don't think I can turn off my brain and enjoy it just now. Thank you. Mm, fair, fair. Well, so um, in both of these specials, we've seen. Um, Linus uh, snatched the girl from Charlie Brown. Although not really, not really. He just he he in both instances he he gets the girl just by being you know by being, by being uh, the man that Charlie Brown can't. Yes, yes. He's just being a he's being a normal, polite, friendly guy. You know, say like, hey, let me just, let me talk to you like a person. Whereas Charlie Brown's like oh. oh, oh. Charlie Brown puts these girls up on pedestals. That's his problem. You know, he needs, he has he absolutely needs... the wrong way idea about approaching women. Yeah. You know, he... he's, you know, he's going to, he's one of those guys like, Oh, why can't women uh, like me? I'd treat them like a queen. <laughs> he's yeah. He's, he's, he's literally taking things from the, the Elliot Roger playbook and how to deal with women, you know, um, which is, uh, except for the killing them part. You know, I don't think <laughs> he's doing hope. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to get into the, I don't want to get into the thing being like, I don't want to be like Sinfest and be like, oh, uh, there should be a restraining order against Charlie Brown. It's more just like he, he, again, he frustrates me. And I guess maybe I should say he's frustrating. Cause like, I do see a lot of, you know, how I used to deal with women in him. You know, I yeah. think a lot of, a lot of people who have, you know, who are socially awkward and uh and not good with people you know may maybe maybe there's a lot of that in charlie brown and, and that yeah. maybe that's why i get so mad at him because it's like i remember i remember when life was like that i remember being yeah. that character i think a lot of boys grow up seeing themselves in charlie brown and you know the question is do they do they say, I don't like being like this i want to be different or do they are they like yeah he's right women are bitches yeah, Not that Charlie like, Brown never said that, but <laughs> it's like you're gonna be a Charlie Brown in your life, or are you gonna become a Linus? Yeah, that's that's gonna be my my new um, what do you call it? My new pickup artist uh, <laughs> system that I'm gonna sell. Yeah. It's like, are you gonna be a Charlie Brown or a Linus? See what you want. Yeah, you know what? Carry your blanket. Someone is going to like it. Don't. Yeah. Be, yes, you can be cringe, but you can be free. 
Man, I bet. Actually, you know what? That's a good system. I we should we should patent this. I bet we could <laughs> we could we could help a lot of like lonely guys and also make a lot of money. Though actually, that might actually yeah, helping being, people being lonely is very v- lucrative yeah that's actually that that's a problem because if we actually help people they won't keep giving us money that's a problem mm. with a system that works yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah um, if you solve a problem it stops being yeah it's, it stops being your cash cow you yeah. tap out the milk oh man okay well well we'll have to we'll have to work workshop this a little bit so we figure yeah. <laughs> out we so we we figure out how much of the problem we can solve before it's no longer profitable um anyway um uh uh charlie brown uh, any, what else what else should we say about charlie brown so did charlie brown get cucked is that the problem here <laughs> or is that um, the right thing to have happened you know what um he did get he did get cucked but it was also the right thing to have happened. Yes. I think if Charlie Brown, uh, I feel like if Charlie Brown was not like a cartoon character and he was capable of self-reflection and growing as a person, uh, he should learn very important lessons from these. Uh, actually, you know, perhaps, in fact, um, the best lessons, because, you know, like a lot of Peanuts specials, Charlie Brown fails just because you know, the universe conspires against him. But in, in these two, it literally was his own fault. Uh, he caused yeah. these, he caused his own problems in these. So he, hopefully, if he was a real guy, hopefully he could learn something from these experiences. Um, yeah. But he's a cartoon character. So, yeah, so, it you is, know, it is interesting to look at other Charlie Brown stuff. And, you know, there's no, there's no stranger to the world being, being insane in peanuts. I mean, there's a whole kind of plot point in the Thanksgiving special where Snoopy fights a chair that attacks him on purpose. And then in the Arbor day one, he fights a vine It's like, you know, the world can literally be out to get you in peanuts, but this is a much more realistic world here, even with the, uh, with Snoopy and Woodstock, uh, just to, just uh, tagging along and having fun and making jokes that aren't funny th- that no one can understand because it's in their own language. Yeah. <laughs> but in conclusion, CB can stand for Charlie Brown, but it can also stand for cock block. <laughs> um, I have to say these were, uh, these were a little more enjoyable than some of the other peanuts ones we watched. And I think oh, really, it- that's an interesting, interesting to hear you say that. Um, I think it might be because, you know, um, even though, I found like I got mad at Charlie Brown in this. Uh, I I think it's more, you know, it's more so than like when I just watched the universe being mean to him. I'm just like, "Eh, okay, sucks to be him. But in this one, I I guess what is the, you know, I I could see his, uh, his, what is his fatal flaw, you know, his Hamartia keeping him down like a Greek tragedy. So, well, you got mad because you cared. You, you saw the problem and the right way to do it. And, you know, and it just feels like, oh, no, no, don't go down that road. And you see him and you're like, no, Charlie <laughs> Brown, you had you were so close. Yeah, Charlie Brown, you could have you could have uh, you could have been a contender. But, yeah. you know, that could be us. But you playing, you know, um, anyway, someday you'll uh, find her, Charlie Brown. Yeah, Charlie Brown, someday you'll find her. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Linus. Uh, it's funny at the very end when they're talking, and Linus is just like, "Well, gotta go. I've been invited back to Mary Jane's for lunch." Um, yeah, Mary Jo. That was her name. That's Mary right. Jo. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I was like, because I was thinking of what you got to meet Mary Jo Peel. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. I think this is the first time that like a romance has actually taken off in uh, in Peanuts. Um, you know, I don't think I've yeah, ever seen I mean, that before. Yeah, I think, yeah, Linus has had a few uh, crushes himself. I mean, I think the one that everyone everyone is rooting for is the girl from uh, Why Charlie Brown Why, because they had a kind of special relationship there. But uh, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, there's also Miss Othmar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miss Othmar and the eggshells. That is a very important story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is the first time that I've seen, you know, uh, that I, yeah, uh, that, that it really seems like... Um, well, yeah, I guess Linus, Linus has had a couple of, uh, I guess, 
his his track record is a little better than Charlie Brown's when it comes to love. Yeah, there's one episode where he seems to fall in love with a ghost. I gotta I gotta dig up that one. I, I want to see that one. Well, that 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 <laughs> sounds that sounds pretty hot to me. <laughs> I can't wait to see can't wait to see Linus and the sexy sexy ghost. Um, so yeah, there's so yeah, there's this scene where Linus is lying on a bed and then the ghost disappears and then his fly opens. And- <laughs> And his eyes kind of cross. <laughs> uh, when they're playing, uh, uh, what is what is this? Uh, it's not when they play magic, is it? I can't remember the no, song they no, played at that th- point. No, I think that was the bridge from Ghostbusters. Oh, right, right. Okay, well, that's a good song as well. All right. Um, well, that is that is a Peanuts, Peanuts uh, New Year's special, and uh, Charlie Brown gets cut. Yep. Charlie Brown hasn't changed and neither have we. So there's going to be more, more special presentation all year. Yep. <laughs> Happy new year, folks. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs>